Welcome to Watch What Crap Ins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker here on a beautiful Monday. How are you doing, Ronnie? I'm here with Ronnie Karam. What's up, Ronnie? Hi, I'm doing great. Um, it's like Iraq hot over here. It was wow. like 108 when I was out earlier. And then I came home. It was all sunny, you know, and real hot. And then I came home and now it's storming. So if it sounds like a car wash, <laughs> that's why I'm being Beat by the rain. It's it's raining cats and dogs. Wow, it sounds almost like a desert storm. Mm-hmm. Get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Well, um, I'm envious because I love a summer storm. And unfortunately in L.A., the closest we get is maybe like a light misting from someone's car driving by when they're cleaning their windshield. So, yeah, none well, of that over you know, here. I don't have sprinklers because I'm too cheap to put mm-hmm. in a sprinkler system <laughs> so um you know all the greenery outside is basically dependent on prayer so it worked <laughs> it worked prayer works i was gonna say you can make a zero escape that's pretty much what i do already is zero escape i won't do anything <laughs> <laughs> um so everyone today we are talking real housewives of atlanta and then uh before we get into it tonight we have take a seat this is a big take a seat episode um it's starting at seven o'clock on the west coast ten o'clock on the east coast there's a lot to discuss jen shaw just minutes before we started recording this pled guilty to everything she's doing so we have to unpack that there is uh there were firings on orange county there's been an ongoing stupid scandal lisa rinna (laughs) there's everyone mad at kyle richards and erica there's just so much and so we have a lot to dive into uh tonight so come join us on spotify live it's a live show we talk you talk y'all talk together okay so uh come join us and uh it's gonna be a big one so we're excited for that one uh and i'm on top of that ronnie we were just talking right before we started this show talking about how uh you were on with matt and jake of reality gaze in austin you did their live show and i have to say i didn't tell you this beforehand i wanted to save it your cousin jenna sent me a video of you on stage and i have to say ronnie you are like a literal star like it's crazy oh, to thanks, me Dad. no you're it's so true nice. i'm seeing you on stage i'm like ronnie you are a star like you're not just like i get like i was like you have star power ronnie i don't know if you realize this <laughs> i'm just very loud Ben. but thank you <laughs> thank you it was so fun seeing those guys they're so funny go listen to the show it's the episode i don't know my name better be on there if my name's not on there don't listen to it and unsubscribe <laughs> but I think it is. Uh, but I think it just came out yesterday or something. But they were fun. And it was so fun going out in Austin. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm out in the country, you know. So it's so good to go see hot people. Like, mm. no offense, people out here. It's not that you're not hot. But you're all married and have little kids running around the home goods touching everything. And there it's like hot, young, just 
I mean, I just felt like a total perv. Everybody mm. I passed, I was like, ah! I would like make that little rar. You know how I do that when people are hot? I just go rar because yeah. I don't want to go, ah! you know, like I haven't gotten to that point in my life yet. So now I just say rar. Yeah. But I was say I was like a rar machine the other day. I was like rar, 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 rar. I was talking to the security guard about his shorts. I was wow. like, so they let you wear shorts as a security guard now? I have that for you. <laughs> Are they uniform shorts, or do you get to pick them out? How's that work? Rawr. Rawr. Uh That's exciting. That's, well, Austin has a lot of hot people. I'm not going to lie. Literally that- and figuratively, because it's 108 degrees. Okay, yeah. it's a, it's you have no other choice, I guess, when you're that hot, except to get hot. I, the fat just probably just melts off them just standing there. And aren't you so excited by how Austin's being represented by a competitive belly dancer slash hypnotherapist on Big Brother this season? (laughs) Of course. It's like, of course. Of course she's one of us. Of course she is. Also glad to report that Big Brother is back to twinks. The the one gay of the season, we're back to the twink. We had uh, 23 years of twinks. We got Big D last year. Back to twinks. Back to twinks. Back to Twinks, yep. Um, Yeah, Big Brother. I'm just, I love watching Big Brother because it's just one of those shows where I feel good about myself. Because, like, I'll practice at things and just never get better. I'm one of those people, you know, like, I still can't play piano for shit. You know, I've been trying that for three years. So I just love it because Julie Chen really gets worse at her job. Like, she's Mm -hmm. never gotten good at it. But, like, wow, she can't read a damn sentence now. And they're like, don't even edit it. Don't even edit it I'm like, this this episode was pre-recorded. And they still are like, okay, we're still just going to beep out the... It was like, you guys know that you can edit this, right? You guys can do that line from the top, right? I love it. I feel a kinship there. God bless Julie Chen. God bless Big Brother for giving us uh, 30 minutes of people walking into the house, followed by an hour of watching pink get splattered in their faces. (laughs) CBS, you're you're really killing it. As in, you're really killing this TV show. (laughs) Why? Why are you making... Why? You know, normally... We're going to get to this recap, but I'm indulging in this rant because normally we, we rant about Big Brother on the bonus episode. But now I'm like, I'm taking up some real estate on our on our main feed. <laughs> so that way someone at CBS can listen. And so hopefully someone over there, please stop this madness with Big Brother. Gosh, please stop with these ridiculous games that go on for 45 minutes of the episode where that's not why we're tuning in. Oh, God bless out. Big Brother. Um, another show that came back was Married to Medicine, which we are too full to cover this year. But God... I love that show. I was so excited it was coming back. So, of course, I watched that live, which is rare for me. You know, Mm. I will not sit through a commercial, but I did for that one because it's so good. Um, Simone is best friends again with Dr. Jackie. And it just makes me feel so good. (laughs) They're like friends and together the whole time and laughing about everything. And uh, Heavenly is still pissing everybody off. The main storyline is that Heavenly has pissed off Contessa by going on her YouTube and saying that uh, she thinks that Scott is emotionally abusive, which, I mean, you know, don't put it on the show and tell us all that your husband is emotionally abusing you and then get mad when somebody says her husband is emotionally abusing her. You know what I mean? Well, didn't... Are, are Scott and Contessa broken up, or are they still together? 
No, Scott decided to go to therapy, so they're making it work, which I have to say, Contessa is definitely the weak part of the show. All the other scenes, it's like, fun, it's like Jackie and Simone, and then it goes over to Quad, who, um, actually, this isn't a fun thing, but her brother passed away, and so she is taking, she's taken in his son, so Quad has her mother there now, and she's a mom now. Wow. So, that's hilarious and great and like heartwarming and quads back full-time so oh, that's okay. great and then you go to heavenly who's hilarious and Alora is just gorgeous and heavenly has opened a beauty supply shop that Alora runs because she's like really bossy and heavenly likes that mm-hmm. and so that's really fun and then it goes to contessa and it's just like it's like all the energy of the show yeah. just is like I don't, you know, I, it's like humorless ass Contessa. Nothing fun, nothing funny. Her whole opening thing is like, mommy has to wear a bikini because she's going to enter a fitness competition. It's oh like, no. oh my God. I ah. am honestly like, Contessa has, has overstayed her welcome by like three seasons. I, I liked her in the beginning, but she is, she needs to go. I'm sorry. She needs to go. Um, is um because i haven't i'm gonna watch it tomorrow uh during the day but um is anila back full-time or is she a friend of yes anila is back full-time wow she has not gone crazy for her is this her this is her second, second season, season right? yeah so she has not gone crazy and done the second season um plastic surgery and all that that most people do on these shows mm-hmm. instead she has just bought a lot of bronzer like i don't even know how they're shooting her in the diary room sessions because it's just gold like it hurts your eyes it's like she's a penny she's like she's like a very shiny golden you know like an angel or something um but yeah she's back and they finished their house finally Um, and a cow poops at their party so that was her big thing and then uh, I saw on Twitter, like I saw that Toya was trending and um, I clicked to see what Toya was trending about. And everyone on Twitter is basically saying how the show was trolling her because she's in <laughs> another house. What happened to the house that they just built? In- I can't believe I forgot Toya. Okay, so Toya, our friend Lori calls her Toya Toya Income Destroyer, mm-hmm. which I've always thought is really funny because, you know, all she does is spend his money it's like she yeah. cannot stop and he can't keep up and so she's like i don't need my dream house like why do i need my dream house for that that dream house is too small it doesn't have a tennis court so you know we just need more room for our family that's what we need no. so we, we got rid of that house and now we're building a bigger house down no. the street supposedly but she's in a rental and um they have an elevator <laughs> They have an elevator to go floor to floor, which she wants to pretend is so fancy, but it's making her crazy because every time she calls the kids, they just get in the elevator and it's like, you know, it takes forever. Um, she's at her breaking point. Like Toya, <laughs> Toya is poor on TV and she, you can tell she is just furious. Like they finally broke in Toya. You know, that she had to come back to this show without her house that she was just bragging about for years. And it's, it's terrible to laugh at it. But God, it's also very fun to laugh at it. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't believe that that dream house, they're already out of it. And yet I can totally believe it. Like, I, I 100% believe it. But it, it makes me sort of sad now. It makes me really sad for her that like, damn, like, I don't either, either they're, I don't know why they moved out whether because they wanted something bigger or something, I don't know, or finances, but 
man, that inability just to stay put, that makes me very sad for her. God, I love Toya, though. Love her. Yeah, it's funny. And she's like, it. she's, you know, she's at her breaking point. So that's fun to watch. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a really good season. So we'll yeah, that's see. Good. We'll that's see. Good. I'll have to check it. Is, is, was there still footage of Michael going off to college? Because I feel like that was all last season was sending <laughs> Michael still... to college. Is he still like, he's like at, at a rest stop now, almost there. They're still under a tent awning in a parking lot of a strip mall. <laughs> yes. Having Michael's party. They're still like, eat that hot dog, Michael. <laughs> um, Heavenly's still pissed off whenever somebody talks to daddy. That was a funny thing. Uh, they were at um, the Diwali party. Mm-hmm. And, um, at, you know, only in your head, lady, does everybody want to fuck daddy. Of yeah. all people. I mean, of all people. Even on this show, you know. Like, nobody <laughs> wants daddy. Okay? No one does. But some lady is just, like, making polite conversation. And then heavily, Heavenly's across the yard, and she's like, here's that hoe talking to my man. You know? It's like, immediately, <laughs> is ready to murder the woman. And Heavenly went on Watch What Happens Live last night, and Andy said, so, what's the reason that Toya lost her house? What's your honest opinion? She's like, uh, she can't afford it. Like, and just looked at him like, duh. Like, what do you think? Yeah. What What reason do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's what we all assume, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And like, there's no shame in not being able to afford it. It's just, she goes so crazy. You know, she's like, I yeah. want this. I want this. I want a two story closet. I need this pool out here. Well, over budget. Who cares? And yeah, it, it matters. Well, it it's matters like, at they, the end. it's like when they hit their tax difficulties and they made a whole thing about how they were like, pulling back and you know they were going to live more frugally and then they got out of the hole and it feels like they didn't really learn anything from that they just sort of went back to like the patterns that got them in trouble the first place you know i mean uh well it's like it is learning will kill you learning will kill you on these shows never learn and become a better person never you'll get fired yeah we see what happens i mean look at vanderpump rules you know (laughs) when they start to quote unquote adult yeah, now I don't know that they learned anything, but, True, but they, they thought were they certainly did. more boring. Yeah, They thought they did, and that's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, self-discovery is for people not on television, okay? The rest of you, keep the crazy things. Yeah. Sometimes thinking you've learned something is more important than actually learning something when it comes to reality TV. Yes. Um, so here we are. Let's get into some Real Housewives of Atlanta. This episode is called Midnight in the Chateau of Good and Evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's okay. Okay, I feel it feels like that was a title that they just sort of had on a list that they're like, hmm, we couldn't think of something better, so let's just plug that title in for this week. It's a little Kevin Spacey for my taste, I have mm, to say. That's true. I was like, There's do I really too. need to think of Kevin Spacey's monstrous acts um, during Atlanta? Can I get a break? Okay, can I yeah. get a break? And didn't that book or movie uh, take place in Savannah, or was that did, or was it New Orleans? Um, I don't remember. It's, geog- it's geographically um, it, like it, incongruent with my ideas of Atlanta. So um, anyway, so we start off with little things people are doing around town. So Drew is driving Ralph and her kids to school. And of course, Ralph's like, where are you driving? What? Are you off-roading? Women can't drive. <laughs> it's going to go with my book. My book. How to be a stepfather and survive being a passenger to Drew. Yeah, being a passenger of a woman. Yeah, he's gross even in the two seconds of airtime he gets. I know, he really is. 
<laughs> and then Candy is feeding her kids. Mm-hmm. And then Tierra, Sheree's daughter, we get to see Tierra's radio show. So to, um, here's my question. It's Tierra, Mr. Hollywood, and Your Majesty. Did Phaedra birth all of you? <laughs> are you Phaedra's children? Because those are Phaedra's children names. So it's like Mr. President, the king of <laughs> what are her kids? <laughs> no, like Mr. Has, President? She has Mr. President. Well, she has a- does Aiden have another name? The prince, maybe? Or but like there's Mr. President and Aiden. I think Aiden had another name too. Um, but they're all doing this show with Sheree. And then would you can you believe this? This was just crazy. Ding! They get a headline about Sheree while she's sitting there while in the podcast. Wow. 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 Timing, right? <laughs> So, uh, the breaking news, Sheree Woodfield and boyfriend Tyrone not on speaking terms following the scene that almost landed him back in prison. So, Tierra's like, who wrote this? And Sheree's like, Tyrone did. Like, definitely Tyrone. Um, and Sheree basically is like, you know, Tyrone knew he was going to be on TV. He said he wanted to tell a story. So, he can't act like he didn't know he was going to be on TV. Yeah, and she says, yeah, he's broke. He must need money because those pictures are certainly leaked by him. And she says that it's the ultimate betrayal and she's all about loyalty. And she's like, I feel like Tyrone scammed me like he scammed all the other people. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, it's funny you're going to go with a scammer. Yeah. Like you're going to be okay with him scamming everybody else and you're going to have to be okay with him scamming you too. Sorry. I can't yeah, feel bad about this. I, I know. I mean, look, you know, normally when you, you know, when we talk about people getting into bad relationships, like, oh, they're, they're warning signs, you know, like he wasn't answering his calls quickly or he was, he left, he had some strange things on his social media. Here it was like, he's in jail. <laughs> he's in jail for scamming for people, for fraud. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be defrauded on some level by this person. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, I know that there's other reasons that you date people in jail, like other psychological reasons or whatever. And so I don't want to take away from that. And I know that it's kind of an addiction. I just hope that she's open because Jen Shaw's going to need some company. Okay? <laughs> You're going to need a storyline. And so is Jen Shaw. That's so true. make or something happen. At least do chains, you know? <laughs> so, um, so then, yeah. So basically, yeah, Sheree just wondering, was it ever real for him? No, it was, of course it wasn't. He was in jail. He was bored. He had a, he had a, a hot famous lady who was, emailing him <laughs> like of course he's just gonna like be all in on that fantasy charade of course and he needed that commissary money you know i mean you sending ten dollars a week to somebody doesn't seem like much to you but it buys them marlboro lights and i don't know god she knows buys what charade else. joggers you know <laughs> yeah god knows what else so let's see so they're like you're powerful you're a strong woman this you're gonna be fine so then we go over to marlo mm-hmm and Marlo, Marlo Marlo is checking in on her nephews. She's checking in on her nephews. She's in their room. Uh, she's like, let's see Mr. Billy. Cause that's the te- that they have a giant teddy bear named Mr. Billy who now has a gash in him. And in his si- neck. That's not good guys. It's not good. <laughs> who, who cut Mr. Billy in his neck? Okay. We have some deeper things to talk who, about here. Yeah. Be careful. Okay. So, <laughs> Mr. Billy does not deserve that, <laughs> unless Mr. Yeah. Billy was was narking on someone. So, um, uh, so anyway, she says that the kids have been acting up ever since that phone call. The kids have been acting up because, like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, it was probably deeply traumatic to, for these kids to see their mom 
cursing and yelling at them and, and accusing them of, of various, you know, things that came from her state. And so they've been acting up, which is crazy, though, also because when we see the kids, they're, they just like are like two very sweet kids just hanging out. So it's I believe Marlo, but it's crazy because I'm like, they just seem so sweet and lovely. They've got a giant teddy bear, albeit gashed in the neck, <laughs> took a shank. But maybe that teddy bear got what was coming towards him. No, kids have multiple fucking personalities. That's the trick about them. They seem, they all seem sweet. You know, yeah. they all, all of us did. I was a kid. I could turn on the charm when I needed to, and then I could be satanic when I needed to, you know? I mean, it's like the Swiss Army knife of emotions that you can go through as a kid. So who knows? But um, they do have a messy room, and their bear does have a gash in its neck. So, you know, I guess that warrants a discussion. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So she's like, you know, I'm worried about you. Do you guys need therapy? No. What kid is going to say yeah, yes? I need therapy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you don't ask kids if they need things. You just make them do it. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's I the agree, way it goes the way. as someone without a kid. Yeah, by the way, this is why I'm not having kids because I don't even want to have to bother with this conversation. Okay, because guess what? When my potted plant is not feeling well, I don't have to ask if it wants therapy. It's either like you better figure it out or you're going in the trash unfortunately it doesn't really have much of an opinion either way it's really lies on me but i like to put it on the plant and she tells she tells him um listen you know you got three referrals in 30 days from school and you talked back to the teacher and said she didn't get paid enough and at first i was on the kid's side because anyone who knows the teacher knows that teachers do not get paid enough no, and i was like good for him you know good for him finally standing up and being like you know what you don't get paid enough. Like, that's every teacher's dream is to have this kid, you know? Yeah. Like a Norma Ray moment from your students. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was like, listen, you don't get paid enough to argue with me. Like, do your job. So, you yeah. know, that changed it a little bit. I think if he had just ended the sentence kind of in the middle, um, <laughs> yeah, he would have been a hero. Just say, you don't. And then be like, just leave it, <laughs> fill in the blank. Because as Erica Jane once said, when you leave a blank, we just think the worst. So in many ways, that would be just the most devastating insult, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to raise your kids, the advice you need is from Erica Jane. You know, <laughs> you need to sit those kids down with Mr. Billy and say this. My pussy's like a python, tick ticking like a time bomb. <laughs> you don't get paid enough. You're damn right I don't. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she just comes in, starts yelling. Tough. She's like, Marlo's like, well, kids, you've been acting up, so I got a life counselor for you. Her name is Erica Jane. She sort of sings, and she kind of pats her puss a little bit, but she has some life advice. Like, okay, I'll tell you what my life advice is. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh. So she's saying, you know, she... Um, she just wants to know that they're loved, wants them to know that they're loved, and sometimes life is going to hand you lemonades and, or lemons, and really the best thing you can really do is learn how to shoot those things out of your cooch until you hit Ted Turner <laughs> in the head and he's dizzy enough to buy you a condo. You yeah, know? exactly. So then, uh, meanwhile, over elsewhere, <laughs> Kenya is making a charcuterie plate and Sonia comes over, and... Um, 
Uh, they're just making small talk about how Sonia has like a million family members in her house. That's a that's a sneak away to have sex. It's it's hard. It's crazy. So um, yeah. So basically, Candy calls. She she FaceTimes and um, Candy gives an update about the kid who jumped her gate and everything. And basically, the kid got a trespassing warning. Um, so that's like the little button on last week's or last episode's drama and then they finally get into like the real shit the gossip yeah they're like well they were gonna arrest him but turns out he wrote surfboard so (laughs) he's fine you know he's a national treasure (laughs) so um she goes off you know she hangs up and then they start talking about the drop it with drew event Mm -hmm. and um Kenya, of course, is like, what? Why did it go so crazy? I just don't understand. Yeah, she's like, she came in like I was lying about being sick. And I'm like, if you're trying to be my friend and we have all this stuff behind us, why are you turning on me? So yeah, she's done. And she's done with Marla. Yeah, for now, you know, it's this show. So so then we go to Sheree's house. And oh, wait, wait, comes- wait, wait, before oh, Sheree's okay. house. There was a commercial. Did you see the commercial that aired uh, at this break right now? Uh, I don't know. If was, I'm sure it was airing all weekend, maybe all week, but the first time I saw it, which was the uh, Kyle and Dorit crossover with Thor. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh, my God. Was Kyle, like, putting her hands all over Thor and, like, telling him he didn't have a miscarriage? <laughs> you're not a god i'm sorry you're not you're not stop lying i've never heard about you being a god thor i I want you bullshit sounds like bullshit right now thor be open and honest be Ah. open and honest um no i mean i i don't think that that happened because as far as i could tell they weren't actually in the same room like they it was basically thor meditating and then dorit and kyle walk up on him and dorit's like gee is this our new meditation instructor i can't wait to learn how to meditate and kyle's like oh my god it is is that thor oh my god thor you're the god of thunder and then they do like this whole bit about like thor's their meditation teacher and uh he never actually talks to them so it's like of course not. You think <laughs> Thor is going to show up to do a Real Housewives no, of Beverly they, Hills tie-in? Hell no. They, it was probably like footage, clearly, from the movie, or they just shot him and they're like, we'll paste people in from various <laughs> franchises around the world for this promo. Yeah. Oh, poor Thor. God. You've sunk so low. Thor must be pissed right now to have those two. Well, you know... So well, Thor, tell me about everything. Yeah, tell me, what kind of diabetes do you have? What number are you at? PK's at 23. Well, Dorit does say, wouldn't PK look amazing with a man bun? She does say that in the commercial. Um, he looks like a bun. He looks like a white roll who hasn't been cooked yet. <laughs> a steamed bun. He, looks, <laughs> he literally looks like a bow. You are married to a steamed bun, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but um, you know that Kyle, like all next seasons, could be like, well, you know, when I was working with Chris Hemsworth, because we did do a, we did share a gig together. <laughs> I know, you know, she immediately texted Jamie Lee Curtis, like, so sorry, I'm texting you back late from the last text that you didn't text back to, but I was on the set with Thor. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, it just feels so great to be part of the extended Marvel universe. Like, I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like being part of the Marvel Cinematic Extended Universe really just sort of like means, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could be in more movies now, Jamie. What do you think? 
And you know Thor is probably getting a lot of tweets like, Do you know what that bitch did this week on Beverly Hills? How could you support this? He's <laughs> like, what is this? Why am I having to deal with this? Thor, could you please release a statement about your association with Kyle Richards, who approved of Erica Jane yelling at a 14-year-old boy? Well, I do have to tell at Jamie Lee Curtis... I am sorry for any offense that I've caused. I would never talk to a child that way. Kyle's going to walk into the next scene on Beverly Hills with an enormous hammer. Be like, oh, this? Oh, I don't know. I just got the idea to get it. No. So competitive, even with Thor. Uh, no one can pick it up except me. <laughs> <laughs> I got an Hermes hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Captain <laughs> Loki right now. Uh, meanwhile, Kim Richards is sidling up to just like Thora Birch. Like, wow, I thought this was Thora. What? <laughs> hey, you know my friend Kyle? That's one true bitch, right, Thora? <laughs> oh, also, speaking of Erica Jane, you know how they said she was boning um, What's His Buns from that movie? <laughs> Tell uh, me your name. Yeah, Say yeah. it by your name. Hello, Call my name your is name. your yeah. name. Uh, yeah. What's Let's, his face? Uh, Archie Hammer, the. Uh, <laughs> Army Hammer. Army yeah. Hammer. Yeah, Army uh, Hammer. Uh, the Who's the new McRib. Is, <laughs> his kink is cannibalism, yes. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um Army is apparently selling timeshares now. Um in um damn it, what what's wrong no. with me? Really? And some the Cayman Islands, I think. Yeah. They found him selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands. And I was like, you know what? Oh my god. A, that's sad. Uh, B, I respect his work ethic. And C, he should call Erica Jane, you know, and let her know it doesn't have to all end. Do you need a job? Because she needs to work. That, wait, that is blowing my mind. I'm seeing this on TMZ. It's blowing my mind mainly because, like, I mean, he had his scandal, like, a year ago. Like, you're already at time he just is he just like i'm gonna skip the part where i hit rock bottom i'm gonna just go right yeah. to the the rebound part like that was yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna use this youth while i can and sell some fucking time chairs because and i think he probably also leaked it himself because you know now that that's public there's a lot of crazy ladies on their way over there who are eating extra snacks on the plane to fatten up those ribs you know there are that are going to just show up there and be like, I'm just here to look for a timeshare. Ow, my rib. I wish I could get this removed. Ow. I am. I am. This is blowing my mind in a whole different way. Wow. I'm fascinated by this, but I'm I'm going to, I'm going to do a deep dive on this after the show because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of work. But also, yeah, this is a very Monday recap anyway. I'm like, Hey, have you ever had a fingernail that was growing, <laughs> but it grew inside your skin? Let's talk about that. Okay, so, so let's go to charades. Yeah, Fatum. I love Fatum, by the way. I love her. I I'm I want more Fatum on this show. So she's at Charade's house. Fatum has a face of a lady who is not gonna give a fuck. Okay. No. And yeah. she will ruin your life. She will burn your house down and she will stand outside and watch it burn. Like she won't even run from the cops. She yeah. Like I can just see her down there, like, ha ha ha. That's what you get for fucking with me. Yeah, I feel like Fatum is the sort of lady who snaps at someone, like, she snaps at librarians if they haven't fixed the copying machine in the corner. Like, what? I can't mm-hmm. the library? What, you don't even fix the copying machine? There's our money at work here. Yeah. Um, Fatum, yeah, she doesn't fuck around. She doesn't. So, she is officially 
a friend of now. Yeah. She so went she's from, here. Yeah, she went from being an unmiked party goer at the tea party or whatever, and now she's officially a friend of. And uh, she arrives. She's from Djibouti. And Sheree is like, well, I got us some pastries. I ordered an omelet, but they only put one in the bag. I'm like, was it an omelet? Or was it a womlet, Sheree? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you got two womlets and you couldn't help yourself. We because know. who can? <laughs> who can stop at one womlet? We know you ate the other womlet yourself, Sheree. Come on. <laughs> well, I was going to go see a wonderful movie called Womlet. Uh, ma'am, it's actually Thor. Shut up. <laughs> Where's the womlet, man? I was told this was going to be a womlet tie-in. What am I... <laughs> she's actually just climbed up to get a a womlet from thor one of my favorite plays of all time it's a great tragedy about a man whose father dies and learns that a womlet killed him and his mom is married no that's hamlet not womlet oh yeah this is thor the guy with the hammer the waffle maker the hammer (laughs) sheree the womlet maker no the hammer sheree I'm um, pretty sure it's the waffle maker and his brother is a very low key kind of guy. No, it's low key. <laughs> not he's not a low key waffle maker person. I'm not sure about that. Well, Fatoon becomes my hero when she's like, "I don't want the omelet. You can have it." And then she just digs into a croissant because that <laughs> is my kind of girl right there. And you don't see that often on Housewives where they actually eat the carbs. You know, so yeah. No, that, actually, it was, her, it, it, but it was her. She knows Sheree well enough that she knows Sheree already ate the omelet. So she's like, fine, you eat the omelet. I make you eat a second omelet now. I'll have the croissant. You have second omelet as punishment. Oh, so they start talking about uh, the story, you know, that dinged in the press today. And Sheree says that she's got him blocked now. And she's like, it just makes me question, did he ever love me? And then she starts doing this big crying scene, you know, where she's like, I feel so crazy. I feel so duped. I feel like a woman without a womlet. I need a womlet. Squeeze the I sent that womlet cigarettes every week. <laughs> I would put those cigarettes into a waffle press and send them out to him afterwards. <laughs> but Sheree was like sobbing. This was like real. This is like a real cry here. I kind of felt so bad for Sheree because like you know that half of that sobbing is because like she's like the humiliation of knowing that like she told so many people like no trust like trust me. I know he's in jail, but he's great. What we have is real. And then she just feels like an idiot. This guy's an asshole. She's sobbing. She doesn't even want to be seen on camera. She's like turning away from the camera. That's when you know someone's really crying on these shows because when they turn away, I'm more cynical. I'm more cynical than you because I took it as like she's not showing her tears because she's covering her face. And then she actually walks into the screening room. And I thought it was a humble brag to show that she has a screening room. (laughs) Can it be both? (laughs) Can it be like a real sob and a humble brag? I think it was like a how could you do this to me? I have a screening room. (laughs) Well, that too. But I think that maybe maybe Tyrone hears the word screening room and he gets nervous. Because you get screened before you go into jail. He's like, no fingers. No fingers, please. So, so yeah. Fatim gives her a pep talk. She's like, listen, we're lovers, you know. And, you know, just because you made the wrong decision doesn't make you stupid and weak. Now, eating that second omelet probably is. But you know what? That's another discussion. 
<sighs> so yeah, Fatuma is basically like, you know, I'm she, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna date someone beneath me, not at my level again. And Fatuma's like, okay, I'm glad you realized that because we we're kind of feeling that way, but we didn't want to tell you. So yeah, but when she says she won't date anyone beneath her, but like you're sitting in a basement. You know what I mean? <laughs> in fact, not only are you sitting in the basement, you've forced every scene to be shot down in your basement this episode. <laughs> it is like, do not get this room dirty. We're going to the basement. Yeah. It's got that kind of vibe. So then we go to a nail salon, and I have been wondering where um, Pastor Jeanette is. And here yeah. she is. Pastor Jeanette now has purple hair, and they're going to get purple nails to match her pur- purple hair and talk some shit. At the nail salon. I, I didn't recognize her at first because I feel like uh, last last time we saw her, she had, it was either dreads or braids. I don't remember. I don't have a clear image. And when I tried to do a Google image search, like there was nothing on the internet. So I was like, huh. But I just know her hair was bigger. And so now, but she's cut it all off and it's purple. So she is, uh, Drew tells her that uh, Ralph is going to be writing a book about step parenting. And Jeanette's like, and you didn't know about it? And she's like, no, I didn't know about it. Which is... It's just so good to hear the lines of communication in this family are just so strong and vivid. Just what you want to hear from someone writing a book about family. Yeah. And she's like, you know, the assistant, you know, the woman you met. Well, she's the one who got him the book deal. Okay. Well, that's more than an assistant. Yeah. Right. So Drew's so shady. Like, I never understand what the hell she's talking about. She keeps changing it. I don't believe it. First of all, this this is where I think that story came from. Drew saying... She wants Ralph to fire him, fire her, and then uh, he's like, "No, I can't because uh, she got me the book deal, so she's valuable. So we got to keep her." Like that's where I think it came from. It was like a lie from Ralph. Oh, okay. That's what. So I think. she's like, "Well, she started to resent me because I felt disrespected, so he fired her," which is also a very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> telling of the story because that's not really how that happened either. Um, you resented her because you found secret texts where she was offering to come give your husband a massage, which is another word for I can come fuck you right now. Then you got pissed, and then Ralph refused to do anything about it until you threw a gigantic fit on the top of a tailor shop where he was trying to feed you some, <laughs> you know, lukewarm ass lobster from Costco. Crab Rangoon. Yeah. yeah, that what? Yeah, I thought that was such a strange way to say she started to resent me because I felt disrespected by her. No, he fired her because you didn't. You, yeah, you said you told him to. Which, by the way, he, I, I can't. So, um, anyway, uh, Jeanette's kind of like, uh, they start talking about Josiah, their kid, and and Jeanette's kind of like, well, so Ralph should uh, adopt Josiah. By the way, if he's going to be writing a book about being a step parent, he should adopt Josiah. And uh, maybe that's something you guys can talk about in therapy. And Drew is basically like, well, I thought that was going to happen, which is why we changed Josiah's name to Pittman. But apparently it hasn't, which I'm like, why is it every episode there's always something new that's just like, what the hell is going on in this family? It just changes every time they they come on screen. It's cha- and she's talking really fast and selling it with a big smile on her face, like she's just going through all of this stuff, you know, and kind of rewriting history as she goes. And she says that he doesn't want to adopt the kid because he has respect for the father, and he feels like the father should maintain parental, you know, titles or whatever. But wasn't the plotline always that he was going to adopt the child? Yeah. Like, haven't they talked to the child about that on camera? 
there must be some sort of like money they're getting from the father that they would lose once the, the child gets adopted. That's what I'm going to say right now. There must be some sort of maybe some child support or who knows what. But like, or you know, if they're going to get divorced or something, like if their marriage is like this bad, you know, I don't know, I don't know what, but it's fishy. Okay, it is fishy. That's what I'll say about it. Yeah, it's fishier than a halibut put in a waffle press. So, <laughs> so then official. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Oh, waf- um, so oh, waffish, <laughs> waffish, waffish. So then, the speaking of. I know where the waffle. Oh, you know, I'm sorry, but you did this to me. Okay, trying <laughs> to go off like track five again, you guys. There's like know, five I'm commercials sorry. during the show for it. Yeah, but this fucking. I read this book. Okay, loved it. Well, didn't love it, but like it was good. I remember uh, when where you the crawdad scene. I always think of you when I hear it because I, I remember there was a period of time on this podcast, either it was happening either on the air or right before you were like, "Well, I'm reading this book about the crawdads or something," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Um, so I've read, you know, it was good. But when you read a book, you're always picturing like who is going to play this role, you know? And you, this one's especially because it's a real country girl, you know? It's like a real poor girl who lives in like a a shoebox after everybody's dead. And she raises <laughs> herself and like real poor, like super. And then I watch a commercial and it's this fucking girl like, well, when I decided to play her, I really wanted to get, I'm like, you got the <laughs> poshest fucking person, not even always. from here. To, come on. That's not cool. Reese Witherspoon. They that's always, not cool. They always get like Gemma Featherstone. who went to St. Andrews and studied <laughs> yes. with Prince Charles. I'm like, that, you know what? Like, I can't. With Prince Charles. Not Prince Charles. <laughs> Prince, Prince what's his, Harry. Harry. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. I don't know why that's so difficult for everybody, actually. <laughs> it was very difficult having to unprogram my, myself years of putting the fork on the left side of my plate and having to put it on the right, like a common person who's raised by crawdads in a bayou. <laughs> okay, so I'm not going to that movie. <laughs> Um, they all die in the end, by the way. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Okay, so speaking of fishy, I was gonna say <laughs> the crawfish so, or the actors. <laughs> Everything. Who dies? It's a new. It's a nuclear. Crawdads. <laughs> it's a nuclear event at the end of that. Uh, oh wow! I was book. not expecting. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. That's a tw- I'm, you know what? I'm sad that you spoiled the nuclear event, but I'm actually happy to know that because I can adjust my expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, a black swan event. Um, so, um, <laughs> speaking of fishy guys, okay. So then, of course, Jeanette has to pull some crazy shit out of her purse. <laughs> so she's like, "Well, you know, I was talking to Prophet June, and." <laughs> because <laughs> that's what a, we need on this show is a new prophet i right? know when drew sedora gets mixed up in a prophet storyline things go wild <laughs> so she's like well i was talking to you know prophet june who's just so great so close to god so i recorded her on my phone and she has a message for you so she plays this message for drew wow um she said the lord okay the Lord said he wants you to pray a prayer of protection over Drew. And there's an adversary. And it feels like a woman. And when you see it, maybe it's a woman. Because when you see it in the spirit realm, it could be a man with a woman's spirit. I was like, mm. okay, can we get a more... Sp- June, get better. June. You can't just be like, hey, I have a vision from God. <laughs> yeah. It's a man. Or a woman. 
Like, really? And they're going to be adversarial <laughs> towards you. What? I can't believe Drew Sidora, who's on a reality show with several other women, could find herself in a situation where someone's adversarial towards her, especially when she's mm. running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. Could be a man. Could be a woman. Wow, June. Okay, where do I where do I sign up? Got my yeah. credit card ready, June. She's really killing it, June. That God. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Drew's like, is it Sonia? Is it the assistant? Is it Sheree? I hope it's not Kenya. I'm like, it could be all. How about your husband? Have you? <laughs> does I think Ralph counts, right? He's adversarial. Yeah, hi, this is Prophet Ronnie. Literally everybody hates you. Okay, thank you. I'll just charge you $120 for that and a prayer would be good too. Thanks. Seriously. So so then Drew is like, um, do you know... Do you know Sonia who came to your birthday party? She's telling her mom this. She goes, she has completely turned on me for no reason. And she starts talking about how... um, uh, at Sonya at the Drop It With Drew event, there was this little scene that I thought was like a whatever scene, and now it's turning into a plot point, where basically Sonya had gone up to Ralph and was asking about stepfathering advice, and um, she's, I guess she had said something like, oh, because we're so busy or whatever, and Ralph was like, well, we're actually really busy too. We're, we're almost busier than, we're almost busier than you guys. You could say we're busier than you guys. And she's like, uh, really? Because we're trying to figure out how busy y'all really are. And then that like shady comment now is going to be turned into a whole thing right well it was shitty that was that was that was a truly shitty comment but i think she was saying it to ralph like hey i'm a guy i'm one of the guy i can joke with the guys the guys never get mad at each other which um didn't really work so of course he went straight to her and tattled and she's like you know um what does that even mean like who are you i mean i think she's a little fake Actually, no, she's not fucking fake at all. You're the one who's changed your story ten times literally today. She is making fun of you and calling you out right to your face. There's yeah. You can say whatever you want about her, but she's not fake. Mm-mm. I agree. To you, at least. So now we go to Marlo at a uh, interior design place because uh, she's, uh, she's building a house and she needs to get the stuff. Because, you know, global shipping crisis. Am I right, Thor? So, uh, so Sheree comes in and there's this lady. Did you notice this lady working at the interior design place? Marlo's like, this is. Sheree's like, I mean, Marlo's like, this is my friend Sheree. And this woman goes, hi, Sheree. Nice to see you. And she sort of does a squint smile. Like, you guys better finish this filming and. 10 minutes because I got to go to the <laughs> library to fix the copying machine. Someone's coming to look at this grandfather clock soon. I was like, what is this store? Is it like a thrift store? Is it a it fabric antiques. store? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. But I thought the woman was a ghost because it seemed like only Marlo could see her. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted more of her. I wanted so much more of her. <laughs> so let's see. Who else? Oh, so Sonia comes as well. So. They're all talking about how Marlo, of course, Marlo is, Marlo is a good foil for Kenya because they're both always the victim, no matter what. Like, they've really got that down. So Marlo's like, well, I mean, I was being double teamed, double teamed, because, you know, Kenya's two people. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
And then she suggests that Kenya's on drugs because she's like, I've been friends with Kenya for years, which is an interesting way of remembering it. Yeah. And she's never acted like that to me. So I don't know if she's taking pills to lose weight or what. Like, okay, come it's on, a twofer Marla. right there, accusing her of both like being hooked on drugs and implying that she's, you know, overweight. I think she said Kenya and I have not been friends for years. And even basically, and even when we have not been oh. friends, she's never reacted like this, which makes <laughs> So then she says that maybe Kenya might be on diet pills. And okay. then. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than my way. Yeah. And so then uh, Sonia's basically saying, um, like, oh, well, by, I, I was hanging out with her. And she felt blindsided because she's thinking, like, dang it, if like Marlo wants to be my friend, why would she say I'm lying? Like, you know, like, and she goes, Marlo, I mean, if you. Do you genuinely want to build a friendship? Can you not go below the belt? And she goes, no, I need a class for that. I need a class on how to do that. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how to do that. She says, not. Kenya has a bad case of a can't take. Can't take Marlowe. She needs medicine or to read the Bible. And so she's, so then she goes, yeah, she can't take me. Oh, by the way, I took your advice to get a life coach and he's seeing children also. So. She's talking about how she was frustrated and she was already frustrated. And she's just kind of blowing through all this, right? You know, yeah. so I was frustrated and I'm frustrated with Kenya. And then finally, I just told the kids, get your dirty clothes for the laundromat. And then this stuff, you know, I go upstairs and his stuff is all wet and sour. And, you know, that stuff will get dirty. Oh, and then Michael punched a wall, you know, which is crazy. I have it on my phone. And, you know, what? Well, I want to punch things, but I don't punch things. And then look at their clothes. It's a mess. It's a mess. And so I kicked him out. Everyone's and like, they're like what, what? <laughs> what these poor kids you kick them out and Sheree's like where'd they go do they need to go to a basement can they pick up a wamlet on the way and so Marlo's like to my little sister Crystal's house and she basically was like she in her mind I think she's thinking it's gonna be a wake up call like they're gonna go to Crystal's house and it's gonna be shitty and then they're gonna realize how good they had it with Marlo but I think the only takeaway they're gonna have is no one wants us. So I'm a little concerned about their about their mindset. But again, I'm not a parent. And I'm also definitely not in Marlo's shoes. So, But that seems crazy to me. Well, it's like the abandonment issues and stuff. Yeah, you can't really do that. But, you know, she's not a mother, too. So it's complicated, you know. It does get complicated. Because on one mm. hand, you're like, well, look at all these parents who go crazy you know, and then it really gets bad. Like they like just lose it psychologically and it gets really like, if you need help, it's not always bad to just ask for help. Right. But then there's the camp that's like, well, you can't just abandon children. Like, hello. Like right. you're talking, your whole thing is about abandonment issues and this and that. And then you're doing that to them. Yeah. And then there's the third thing, which is like poor fucking crystal. Like Marlo <laughs> says she's got four toddlers four at toddlers. home. And was, now she, I mean, this isn't cool. Like, this is just not cool on multiple levels. Yeah. I would say, I would, I, I, my gut as a person who's not a parent who does not have parental instincts and is not standing in Marlowe's shoes and doesn't really know the true depths of what's going on. But as an outsider watching TV, I would say, feels like she shouldn't have done it. Feels like she should have uh, figured out another solution or maybe just like, Kick them out for the day. Been like, you know what? Don't come back until night. <laughs> I don't know. Like, or, or just put the, I don't know, put them in separate rooms, lock them in their rooms, have them sit down with Erica Jane, honestly, like anything. <laughs> I just don't think that that's the way to do it. 
Yeah, I don't know how to fix it, but I'm not a parent. And also, she's not a parent. So this is new for her, too. You know, so I'm yeah. trying to, like, give her grace on that front. But it's like, <laughs> you know, yikes. So also, you know, kind of making herself the victim in it. But then, of course, I went to the Instagram and found that they're back. Like, okay. it's, it's okay. But, um, yeah, this was... Not great. So she's saying, you know, I'm afraid of failing and this and that. And they're like, well, it's okay for you to feel that. And Sonia's like, yeah, you know, look, if you need a break, it's it's good that you know that you need a break, you know? Right. And and Sheree, by the way, Sheree was like, let me tell you something. I've never taken a break from my kids. I mean, yeah, would I like a break sometimes? Yes. But I never even got that opportunity. Which I think is also something that probably a lot of people felt when they watched this. Like, wow, you're lucky you can just drop off the kids and be done with them. Like, that's not the reality for so many people. Right. And that's true. But it's also like she was kind of put in this situation and didn't have the kids. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? She's like kind of coming in as like the superhero auntie or whatever. So I'm not sure if that really applies the same. I'm not sure. I don't know, I mean, but I'm not been sure. With them for like, three, for three I know years that. Like, I know point, that my you know? feeling is it's shitty. Like, that's my true feeling. Like, that's yeah. shitty. You can't do that to the kids. Like, that's my true feeling. But then I'm trying to, you know, like, but maybe, but maybe. And I don't know why, really. But I, am, I mean, I'm not really sure what to think. Yeah, I'm all I, mean, over I think the she's place. scared. I mean, she's scared. That's that's what it came comes down to when she says either here or later on that she's just really worried that something bad will happen under her watch. And I think that she freaked out. I think it was more about her, which is not always great. Like, I understand why she did it. I just don't think it was. I I feel like there probably was a better solution out there, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and then the thing that, like, really makes it more offensive is it's a 30-day thing, which is, like, why is it the length of a return? You know what I mean? (laughs) She's like, it's a 30-day trial period. I'm like, what is this? So then she ends the scene by basically saying, I hope when they come back, they take some accountability. It's like, Mm -hmm. kids don't do that. By the way, well, yeah, I, yeah, I hope we all do in this one. But yeah, it's a tough situation all around. So yeah, it's like very. It's also very real. Like it's like it. Like it's a. That's a crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a very tough situation, and uh, I'm sort of I'm actually very fascinated by it. I like that we get to watch this, you know, because I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. But um, damn, scary. Yeah, we also have this situation in my family, so it's like kind of projecting. But I don't know if I've ever told you, but. My mother's sister had a child right when I was born. We were like two weeks apart. And she basically left the child on my mom's doorstep. I was like, I can't do this, you know? And so it became a big thing in my family. Like, do we... Not me, because I was just a baby, obviously. But (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? I'm like, I'm not sharing shit. Get rid of him. (laughs) But it was a uh, discussion in the family of like, what do we do? You know, like we're not planning for another child right now. We can't take the child. What if she comes back? Um, What if, you know, does he deserve a clean start? Does he does, you know, and that those are repercussions that are still reverberating now, you know? So it's hard, I guess when I talk about her, I'm putting kind of thinking of my aunt who I loved so much, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, are you mad at her? Or is it like, is it great that she understood that she couldn't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, and she gave that kid a better life or whatever. So anyway, it's a long way of saying like anything I say on this could be projection. So well, that's the name of the podcast. That was the original name of the podcast. Anything we say on this could be projection. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, <laughs> anyway, so now we have um, uh, Kenya FaceTiming Sonya about uh, the slumber party. And he being like, flashbacks, the last time we all sl- stayed over someplace, it was Bolo. And then, um, and then Marlo is like, she doesn't want to go to the, the, the party at all, but she's like, man, do I have to pull a Kenya on her? And then finally we wind up, now it's time for the party. Now it's time. Everyone sure is uh, setting up balloons, a huge balloon display for this party, by the way. And uh, we find out that the plan is for the ladies. She said she wants to see the ladies in nude and in different shades of melanin. Uh, because it represents stripping off negativity of past relationships and bearing it all. Yeah, my note for this section is, huh? <laughs> and so they have an artist kind of drawing things that they're going to paint. And you know, it's just like a girl party. So Candy comes and Kenya comes. And Fatum has this kind of candle thing that she has candy smell. And it turn- Candy's like, is that coochie incense <laughs> and she's like yeah you light it and then you put it between your legs and she's like uh, i'm not sure what that is and also i'm taking notes <laughs> yeah so then more people sh- are showing up uh there was a whole bunch of question about whether or not drew is gonna come like i don't know Trey hasn't heard from drew is drew gonna be there i'm like of course drew's gonna be there there's a camera like i love every time they question whether or not drew's gonna show up drew always shows up if she can and Drew's also that person who makes you wonder, like, is she going to come? I didn't hear from Drew. Is she going to come? Mm-hmm. And she's trying to do it to get more people talking about her, which works. But you're just kind of a dick. Yeah. By doing that. Like, you got to tell people when you're going to come. Okay. Bad manners, ma'am. So while they're wondering if Drew's going to come, Fatum is like, you know, she attacked me for no reason. I was talking to a partner of mine. And I was like, this girl attacked me. She came charging at me. And he was like, what's her name? And I, and I ran her file. And he, he, he ran her file. And then uh, basically her friend did a, a background check on Ralph and Drew and discovered uh, that the, they have 12 <sighs> aliases. 12 aliases. Oh, my God. First of all, she did not attack you for no reason. You were at a party in a group of people that you didn't even know and said, is this the one that said her husband's gay? Yeah. I mean, it's not really no reason. Right. Right. But, it's, but God, I love somebody who will pay the eighteen ninety nine for a background check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I always get to that point where I'm like, is this worth a monthly subscription that I know they're not going to let me cancel easily? <laughs> Yeah. It's not. But to Fatum, it is. Yeah. And that's why I think she officially got a contract. Yeah. It's like that combination of her willing to do that, that like that dirty work slash paint herself as an innocent victim is great. I love that combination. <laughs> like that yeah. housewives always work best when there's a lot of delusion going on. Um, and, and Fatum is really she's killing it so far. Yeah, but if they have those all those aliases, why do they just keep going by Ralph and Drew? I wish they would just show up as different people every time. <laughs> With like little like uh, like glasses and mustache disguises. Yeah, and top I'm hats. David. It's like why are you why are you dressed like a Quaker? I'm Mister Peabody. It's like it's just you, Ralph. We see. I'm Elliot. Why do you have Elliot. a monocle? <laughs> My name is Natasha. <laughs> no, it's you, Ralph. You just have a flower in your lapel. <laughs> okay, a flower that squirts me in the eye. <laughs> so she pulls out the phone and they're all cracking up that she did this. And she's like, and I told my friend, is this normal? And he said, no. 
which <laughs> I love that that's her like Perry Mason moment. Yeah. Uh, and one of so Ralph's funny. aliases, by the way, is Danielle, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I don't, I, I just, um, I'm, I want to be a fly on the wall for the person who thinks that they're calling Danielle. <laughs> they're like the telemarketer who's like, hi, is Danielle there speaking? <laughs> oh, hi, Danielle. This is Marge from Comcast. I just want to make you an offer. No, thank you. Oh, okay, Danielle. This is my friend Jessica, because she talks like this. She's got a voice like this. And she's like, I'm not a man. Because every time people call, they're like, can we speak with your husband? She's like, I don't have a husband. How dare you? She gets so upset. Um, So Candy's like, yeah, this is kind of weird because Ralph has all this money, but no job in sight. Like, what's going on with this guy? And um, Kenya is loving this, of course, you know. She's like, oh, Danielle, the alias he uses when he's down in Tampa. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, by the way, how do you get an alias? Like, do you have to, like, legally apply for one? You know, like, I mean, we could all just say, like, oh, you can call me Robert. But, like, how do you get an alias that's official enough that it's on a background record? Not that I'm looking. I'm just curious. Well, mine is Ronnie because I'm Rondel. My birth name is Rondel, and I just signed everything Ronnie. So I think at some point they were like, AKA Ronnie. Mm. I don't know. Mine just shows up like that. So I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Destiny uh, with a double E has not shown up yet. So that means I haven't been caught. So suck it, Capital One. I wonder if suck anyone it. has seen Gemma Featherstone yet. <laughs> <laughs> I did study with Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So Drew, it, Drew comes in, and she's like, "Hi, hi, hi!" And then she comes to Fatou, and she's like, "Hi!" And she goes, "Oh, oh, actually, I know you. I thought you looked familiar, and then I remembered." <laughs> and Drew tells us, "I felt so much tense energy. It's like so much tense female energy. So many spirits in one place." Yeah. Um. You're on a reality TV show right now. Actually, that's what you're feeling. So, uh, no one messes with Sarah Jones. (laughs) Um, (laughs) True. Wrong name. Right, right, right. (laughs) No one. (laughs) No one messes with Georgette Mossbacher. Oh, Drew, that's. That's actually a known person. <laughs> no. So let's see. So then, um, blah blah blah. So, yeah. Marlo's come. Marlo comes, of course, <laughs> and she comes up to the front door, and she's like, "Miss bitch is here. Open, open door, open." Kenya goes. Sasquatch in a lace front just walked in the door, and honey, I'm so unbothered. So then, uh, now it's time for the nude models. Who I believe one of them uh, was one of the guys from Married to Medicine. (laughs) Don't ask me how I know, but (laughs) sometimes it's easy to remember. But um, your uh, penis just comes right back erect. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to tell me, Lassie? What are you trying to tell me, girl? (laughs) Settle down, Georgette. So. So, um, so anyway, the models are out there and then, um, Marlo's like, wow, Lord, I didn't realize this was a candy freak birth production. And then really when we thought there was nothing left to wow us, I mean, we have a callback to marriage to medicine. We have a, 
We just that's basically all we have. We, have, we basically have naked men. <laughs> then in walks Lisa Wu. Lisa Wu, who really just gets better as she ages. Yeah. I mean, do you remember Lisa ever being this spicy? I don't. No, I, I'm about to say she has made little cameos over the years. She sort of appears in the background here and there. But now this is the first time where she has made a cameo and she's been semi-impactful where she's actually had like moments on screen it was it was amazing yeah lisa Wu showed up and she doesn't give a fuck okay <laughs> lisa Wu was like i don't care i don't give a fuck anymore also i love how she's aged i think she is so adorable i think she looks great mm-hmm. uh loved ha- loving loved seeing my little lisa Wu back yeah. on the screen she, it's funny because she went from being like uh, at one point, one of them described her as like the drunk auntie at the cookout. Maybe it was Sonia. Uh, but like, you know, the, the Lisa Wu that I remember was the one who's like, you know what? Every Thursday we have a thing at my house called Drinks and Dialogue where people come over and have drinks and we have dialogue. Um, <laughs> and now she's like, do not interrupt me. Yes. I remember her being the first. Well, I guess not the first because there was Vicky, the OG, but... One of the first who was like, business, business, it's all business. Yes. I'm so into business. I love business. You know, I'm doing a women's business thing about business and women. You're right. She was that. And then I remember also it was that first Atlanta reunion where she was the first one to like, she like stood up at our couch. I was like, oh, someone stood up. And <laughs> it was like, it was her. Like, she didn't seem like she, we didn't think that she was going to be the one because she was all like business, 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 professionalism. But she was the one who stood up and was was angry. And I was like, and that was like at that time, that was a big deal because the reunions were were much more like reunions. Just they seen it. Well, re- reunions <laughs> used to just be very kind of like boring affair. There was one reunion I think that was like, I remember I was like in Vicky's backyard. It was like sitting in pool chairs or something with Andy. Yes, yes. You the know? tall pool, the tall uh, bar stools or whatever, yeah. just sitting in a semicircle. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like the reunions were just kind of like a chill. Like, remember when this happened? And then that was when it was like, oh, reunions are now going to become a thing. Yeah. So here's Lisa Wu back in the game. Um, so Kenya's just getting wasted, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, she goes up to the, the uh, model guy and she's like, are you a stripper? <laughs> and he's like, um, actually I'm a model. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, so then Drew is painting next to Sonia and she's like, so when you were talking to Ralph, you were like. We were trying to figure out how busy you guys actually are. And he brought it to me. And I was just like, okay. I'm like, well, no, Sonia did not say that. That's a different vibe saying, walk. If Sonia walked up and said, we were trying to figure out how busy you guys actually are, that's a to- totally different vibe than what she said, which is, I think your read of it was totally right, which is that she was just sort of like being like, sh- like shady shit talk uh, that she thought was just like, you know, what you do with like the teammates, you know? Yeah, so she's Sonia's like, no, 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 no. He said, there's no way we're busier than him. And I said, we don't know how busy you are. So don't make the assumption that I'm not busy too. That's what I'm saying. And she's like, but he was only trying to help you by telling you that you should have a baby if your husband wants it, because that's what people with vaginas are supposed to do. The Lord (laughs) said it. And she's like, but how is that helping me when he takes that to you then? And then he goes and tattletales to you. (laughs) And then Sonia tells us, she's like, honestly, I didn't mean 
any shade by that. Like, I did not mean any shade. And then we see the clip, and it's like, y'all acting like you're busy. Y'all acting like you're busy. Y'all yeah. acting like you're busy. <laughs> they it just pretty played shady. it over and over again. Yeah, it was shady. And so Sonia's like, look, what I said to Drew, and then and Drew goes, to Drew? She goes, uh, you know, y'all have boy name, girl name. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm just calling Ralph Drew. And so then Drew goes, "Oh, so now you're coming for my name?" And Sonia's like, "Okay, I can't. I I, I want to enjoy myself. Goodbye." Well, you have twelve of them for Christ's <laughs> sake. So Sonia's like, "Yeah, I don't have time." So she just walks off, and Drew goes, "Kick rocks." <laughs> So then Kenya's like, I'm drunk. I'm so drunk. Because she's, you know, that girl. Yeah. She's that girl. Mm-hmm. And then um, Marlo, now they go into another room to have dinner. But Marlo goes to the bathroom and she runs into Candy there. And she tells Candy that she's been going through a lot, that she kicked out the boys. And Candy's like, what? She's Candy's like, what? Do, oh, my God. Like, what do you mean? So they sit down, they talk. And Marlo's like really crying to Candy. And she basically is saying how... She's been drinking more. She's been stressed. She's been crying. She doesn't feel like herself. And so she and Candy really bond over this. And Candy's like, yeah, but, you know, like, it's got to be worse to tell them get the fuck out. Like, you can't do that. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I was going to lose it. And, you know, I look at you and Kenya and you guys say it's not about money and what you buy them. And Candy was like, okay, but look, like. You know, I was mad at you last time I saw you, and now I'm seeing you and you're being nice. And I was a little thrown off. And she's like, yeah, because I'm going through so much, Candy. (laughs) And Candy is like, you know, I have sympathy for her. But, like, as a mom, you have to put your feelings aside. Like, you can't do that. Yep. So now everyone's back at the table and dinner's being served. And then Kenya is like, hey, guys, we have to play this game where whenever anyone says anything positive, you have to go, yas, queen. I was like, where's the game? <laughs> so they go around the table and Drew's like, okay, I'll start. Let's talk. Uh, wait, what'd she say? Let's talk obvious. I didn't, she I didn't actually write Oh, no, she said. goes, let's talk about the obvious. Why did Marlo and Candy go off right now? And Candy's like, oh, well, we just had a conversation, and she explained why she was saying bad stuff about me, and now we're good. So they all go, yes, yes queen, yes. Yes. So then Marlo's like, okay, I got to say something positive. I love you all. They're like, yes, yes queen, queen, yes. And they all are doing different things. They're like, yes, queen. And now it's time for Drew, and Drew's like, I'm happy that I'm getting along with most everyone here. So that's a beautiful thing. Can we say yes, queen? And they all go, no, queen. (laughs) (laughs) So then Lisa starts. Okay. Lisa's like, the ladies here are powerful and we look out for each other. And that's what this is about. Lisa is like, like preaching to a football team. Like she's a preacher <laughs> coach in this scene. Yeah. And she's like, that is what this is about. And they're like, yes, queen. <laughs> and Kenya's like, she's, she's like, you know, I've had a couple of drinks, but whatever your desires are, may they all come true because you are all queens. Like, yes, queen. <laughs> like, okay, and Drew, like, time, time <laughs> to try it again. Yeah. Drew's like, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. Okay. Round two. So I'm glad that I'm mostly getting along with everybody here. It's like you just said the exact same thing. Yeah. Kenya's so, like, start uh, over. 
Yeah, so Sheree's like, she doesn't know how to give a compliment because she's not used to getting them. Bless her heart. Yeah. I don't think Sheree is wrong. So uh, Drew is Drew is like, well, Marlo, I mean, you know, Marlo, do you love everyone? And Marlo's like, in God's way. I mean, I feel like you and Sonya argue 24-7, but do you love her? And Drew's like, I mean, I love everybody, even my enemies. <laughs> She's, Drew is so passive aggressive and she can't even like step outside of herself for one second to play a stupid Yas Queen game to say just something nice about one person at the table. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's not like that they're all coming for her. Because her big thing on, you know, the Twitter, the social media or whatever, she's very victim-y. Like, oh, here they all come for me again. It's always me that they're coming. You're doing this to yourself. Like, why do you have to keep doing this to yourself? You, all you have to do is say, I love shrimp and I love friends. And they yeah. would say, yes, queen, you know? Yeah, everyone looks beautiful tonight. Yes, so then Lisa, Lisa starts. So she's like, well, that aspect is real. So anybody that has ever hurt you, release them or you will be in bondage. You wait for an apology and it will never come. It will never come. And she's on, you know, some mountain. Yeah, <laughs> like she is like holding she's, stone tablets, just giving church. Yeah, because she's like serious when she's saying she's not saying like, hey, girls, let me tell you the truth. Like, you're waiting for an apology that's never going to come. She's not saying it like that. She is fully preaching. It's like, what's it? Like, fire and brimstone. Like, she is, she is like, this is, like, there's lightning in the sky. Like, the, the, the reckoning is happening. People are about to get teleported up to heaven or be destroyed in the apocalypse. And she's giving them final words. And she's like, I'm not waiting for an apology. It doesn't matter who you're with. And I guess Sonya tries to say, like, now hold on a second. She goes, excuse me, I'm talking. She just is, like, <laughs> going nuts. She's so on, like, level 10 right now. And Sonia's like, yeah, but you've been talking a lot. So I'm just saying, hold on. She goes, oh, I am talking. I will finish my thought. Hold on to that thought and let me finish my thought. <laughs> and she goes, and next time we get into an environment where you won't interrupt me. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> yeah, that's where Sonia's like, uh, she's acting like the drunk auntie in a picnic. <laughs> So then they send it back to Drew, and Drew's like, well, I already said what I'm going to say, but you know what? I'm just going to keep on it, because you spoke on my husband's name, Fatum. And Sheree's like, oh, she just repeated what Anthony said. And Drew's like, you need to apologize to me, Fatum. And Fatum's like, um, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. Get over it. Yeah. And Kenya is um, Kenya's like, she was bothered by what happened, so bothered, so bothered that she poked a friend of hers and that friend was a detective or something and did some background check on you guys and something came up so she basically tells drew that like there was this background check and drew was <laughs> like, like <laughs> is she a stalker who are you which by the way when she said that i was like okay drew has lost this argument like she's already had to go to like the like uh, some shitty name calling because she doesn't have anything left yeah but still oh my god if i was at a party and someone was like ronnie that bitch doesn't trust you and did a background check. I mean, what the hell? It's so crazy. So Drew's like, I'm starting to feel like the spirit is right across from me. Dun, dun, dun. And Kenya's like, yeah, but your husband has a female alias. Mm -hmm. 
and you have three alias names. And Fatuma's like, it was not me. It was your assistant who said it. So it's so I said, okay, I talked to someone and they pulled your record and you don't have, and you do have a lot of aliases. And what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. So I told the girls, I don't fucking know. I'm Fatum. So Drew's like, well, Ralph is not Danielle. Danielle's my assistant. And then we see a picture of Danielle. And she's like, so if you guys want, if, if they want to meet my assistant, they can come to my house and meet her. And so um, Kenya's like, I need water, I'm drunk. So it kind of ends this, right? And Drew's yeah. like, yeah, get her some water. She's, you know, she's fading. We're done here. And she's like, yeah, sloppy drunk. And she's like, she falls over right. to like, be wacky. And Drew's and- trying to turn the tables on Sheree. She's basically like, um, Sheree, you were like really upset about what Anthony, that Anthony was saying things you know, about you behind your back. So I feel like you need to address this situation because your friend is saying basically stuff about about me. And Fatum is... Well, no, because Fatum is not an employee. Anthony is an employee. That's different. Yeah, and Fatum is also not going to, like, she's not intimidated at all. She's like, and I'm going to keep getting more if you keep fucking with me. (laughs) I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Again, he's cracking up. And so Sheree's like, yeah, but I didn't. I refuse to repeat those things. I'm not repeating those things. And Drew's like, but you brought her here in my present, and she just keeps coming for me. And Kenya's like, but who is Danielle then? And she's like, it's an assistant. And Kenya's like, one of Ralph's aliases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and Kenya's like, I have a question. Is my wig on straight? So they all are like laughing. And then they decide to now Fatum and Candy start doing the coochie incense for sure for Sheree. And um they pretty much Sheree changes into like this different outfit and uh they uh they put like the candle on the ground and Sheree has to yeah, stand so over it. They're just doing this coochie ceremony and like cracking up and squatting on it. And Drew is eating at the table still. And she's like, I refuse. This has turned into black magic and I want nothing to do with it. So I'm saying, for- shut up with your black magic. You just had Prophet June giving you fucking, you know, psychic readings. I know. Okay? Like nonsense. So yeah. then everyone toasts. You just wanted to stay there and eat, which I don't blame you, okay? Because if there was, like, a coochie thing, I would stay at the table and finish my dinner, too. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's black magic. I'd be like, there's lobster tails here I'm eating. <laughs> so uh, then after the ceremony, everyone, like, toasts. Like, toast to the queen and cheers. And Marlo's like, I love this moment because... You know, there was a time when you couldn't mention a wig with Kenya. And Kenya's like, deal with it. God, she's so busy talking about me. No, I just love that your self-esteem has come up, okay? Yeah, and so Kenya's like, whatever. And um, Marlo's like, well, we're going through I'm going through a tough time. And I love you all. So let's pack our bags and go with me on a road trip to Blue Mountain. And Kenya's like, oh, wow, a road trip. How fun. So Kenya starts like twirling around and going up to the cameras and being like, bye, the moment is leaving. Well, so she runs up the stairs, but they're all like, wrong way, Kenya. Well, because right before then, Kenya had said, I am the moment, bitch. She like ran up the camera and said, I am the moment. And Marlo goes, not to Mark, you're not. Not to your baby daddy. And everyone's like, Marlo. And Marlo goes, I don't care. She's not the moment. Yeah, so immediately goes right back there. So Marlo's gonna Marlo. She is. And then we got a trailer for the rest of the season. And honestly, the trailer looked great. It was really good. And it's all, I guess, leading up to a She by Sheree fashion show. And then, like, Apollo's there. But then Tyrone shows up. Looks really good. 
Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, everybody, thanks so much for being with us today. We'll see you in a few hours for Take a Seat, 7 p.m. Pacific and 10 p.m. Eastern Time over on Spotify Live. And um, I think that's it, right, man? Yeah, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolis. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. The Incredible Edible Matthew Sisters. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills, Paging Page Mills. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily. Sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>